Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following program is brought to you by the Preferred Home Team. Content is provided for general information only and should not be treated as a substitute for professional advice from your legal or real estate advisors. Welcome to the Real Estate Radio Hour, a forum of ideas, plans, and expert advice on all things real estate. Andy Prasky with Remax Advantage Plus was named Super Agent by Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. Chris Rooney of Remax Preferred is a Lakeshore and Luxury Home Specialist. Together they cover the Twin Cities. This combined dynamic duo has sold over 2,000 homes, ranked in the top 1% nationwide, top 10 in the state of Minnesota and still have time to get together every Saturday to talk about real estate. Here's Abby Prasky and Chris Rooney, Denny Law, and the Real Estate Radio Hour. And good morning. Welcome to this portion of the Real Estate Show here on 830 WCCO. Chris and Andy in studio. Good morning, guys. How are you this good morning. month of April? Can you believe it's April already? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it has been for a while, yeah. but still. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> middle of April. Finally. Two, weeks, two yeah. weeks in here. Yeah. <laughs> But April is not a bad month for getting homes sold. Well, yeah, it's probably one of the best. I mean, you know, Chris and I, uh, over the the course of time, we always try to think of ways to get, you know, consumers uh, a better resale value. Sure. And here's what's cool. This time of year, statistically, it's in your favor. Even, you know, like I was saying a couple weeks back, we talked about even the the houses that aren't perfect right now, it's, it's still a great time to sell because there is still lower inventory. Interest rates are continuing to look really fantastic. And so there's buyers out there that are willing to forgive a little bit. So if that house isn't exactly perfect, a lot of buyers would like the opportunity to make it their own and make it perfect for them. Sure. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I'll tell you what, um, April is also kind of the month that things start changing. I mean, obviously, when you're selling real estate in the climate like we have, um, it's it's typically better to see green and blue. Uh, that's water and grass for uh, you, Andy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I had to think about that for a moment. <laughs> but anyways, it's it's not quite there yet. But I think people get ex- more excited mm-hmm. at this time. Uh, a lot more listings come on, and we're we're seeing it. It's it's going to be proven here yeah. that uh, you know people were waiting and waiting to come on, and now they're starting to come on. Market. It's kind of sad because every time you start talking about lakes. I immediately think about uh, summarizing or dewinterizing all of my the pontoons, the jet skis, getting the docks in the water. When is the ice going to go? There's a lot of work that comes with, you know, actually owning Lakeshore, too. And I think that for a guy like me where I'm like, a, I want to get it done and go, 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 sure. go, so that you can get back to enjoying, I think that there's something to be said for that. And, and uh, you know, all the years of experience that you've had, Chris, with Lakeshore, I mean, what would you say the percentages of people that now hire that done versus actually would do it themselves? No clue. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I have no idea. I think a lot of people like to do that, and I think I thought the angle that you were going to go at was mm-hmm. there. this is a time also where, um, you know, yard work and stuff, when those yeah. first nice days kind of come out, yep. it slows down the real estate market. 
mm-hmm. you know, because people are doing that. And sometimes we always jokingly say, hey, it's not bad to have a nice little drizzle on a Sunday or a Saturday for open houses because they can't do their work, so they're coming out and looking. That That's 100% Again, true. So yeah. when you have that open house scheduled, crummy weather is great usually for us, unless it's, you know, really bad. But it, you're, you're right, Chris. That's a nice. good point. I never really yeah. thought about it that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. And, you know, but thinking about, like, who's doing their work and who's not, I – I'll tell you what, I'd, I'd say on uh, the more recreational lakes, mm-hmm. you know, where the price points are higher, you know, they're getting a lot of that done. You see the crews out and about and they're going. Um, Thane, Tandy at Naughty Ore yeah. Marina. Yep. Yeah, they're, uh, it's, it was so interesting watching um, their marina getting ready. They're, they're cracking ice and keeping it open. Hmm. And now they're, all, they're setting all the boats they're like in like bubblers right or what do they do? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it, all the, around the docks, so they can put all the docks back out mm-hmm. and then start putting the boats in so they're all ready when... People want to go. I suppose they're not making money unless those boats are floating. So, yeah, exactly. I think a lot of people, in my what I've seen, that people are lucky enough to have a lakeshore home plus a home in the city, mm-hmm. have the home in the city stuff done. Yeah, there's yeah. more yard work crews uh, that I've seen. We used to feel guilty years ago, yeah, uh, heading up to the cabin, but and leaving the work at the house alone. Yeah, nah, not anymore. I think to, I'm okay with it. With today's busy world, too, I think a lot of people are. You know, doing a staycation kind of yeah, situation oh, as well. You know, they're selling their house that's off the lake and selling their cabin and, and getting one on the lake down here. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a, a year-round vacation instead. But, I, I mean, it's still nice to get away, too. I mean, Always. you got the guys up up north, and, I mean, they're busier than heck. And, I mean, those oh, values yeah. up there are crazy. Again, Yeah, we actually, we've sent a couple people up, the, you know, up north here that people migrating north, you know, taking their jobs where, they're always traveling or commuting anyway, and they're moving up to, you know, Brainerd and Alexandria mm-hmm. and enjoying that smaller town feel. But, yet, you know, when you say small town, it's it's really not anymore. Those cities are just massive, and they have Busy. You know, the five-star restaurants and great schools. And so it's like it's just neat to see Minnesota thriving, you know, and more than just the, the metro area. It's cool. I think it's also what time of your life is happening. I mean, you and I are both in it right now. Our, our daughters both play volleyball. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I mean, they're going to um, Kentucky, to Wisconsin Dells, to yeah. Orlando, to, I mean, and it's kind of like, you don't have time to go do that stuff. Yeah. And so I think as you get older, people are starting to, Hey, you know what, let's take some time out and enjoy it. And then trying to find a place that the kids will actually come and hang out with you at. Yeah. So. You just got to get a big enough place where they can all bring a friend with them, and then you're good. That's good. That's, That's good the old idea. rule I've yeah. got. So. Yeah, it's true. Well, we thought today we were going to do a yeah. little, we're, you know, been doing this for about 10 years now. On That's the hard show. to believe. Yeah, with you all the time. <laughs> that was 20 then, I think. I know, exactly. And <laughs> You do look so, great for 30. <laughs> so we're going to do a quiz the radio guy. We're going to ask Uh-oh. the radio oh, guy, gosh. see if he's been listening over Does the years. Does he know that he was going to be quizzed? No, he doesn't. I do <laughs> not. Uh-oh. <laughs> so this is going to be a little... We're going to see it. Where's I Dennis? Get you, Hit I the drop button. Know. The beads of sweat are happening. But seriously, it's amazing. Kind of like, I mean, all the shows that you do. Yeah. I mean, you got a wide knowledge base, and because I, I, I listen to you, Denny. That's and so you're the I, one. Yep. <laughs> and I know. And, and Andy talks so much that we never get to hear you about real estate. Oh. So, yeah. So what? we're going to find out today. You're close I'm, enough. You're in striking distance, sir. All right. What, well, what? I'll be. Re- I'm ready. Okay. As ready as I can be. Okay. Do, are we going to do a break, or do we want to go right into it? No. Let's talk a little bit. Okay. All right. So we're going to talk a little bit about the disclosure statement. So there's a real estate transfer disclosure statement that you need to give uh, to the seller uh, or from the seller to the buyer. And uh, one of the one of the clarifications is is what's the difference between a an easement and an encroachment? Do you know the difference? 
I do. Um, an easement is uh, when the guy next door can encroach upon your property. <laughs> or the government. No, no. no I right. no. No. Yeah. I mean, any, how about an encroachment? What encroaches means that something is encroaching on your property. Like yeah. Me? Yeah. yeah. Like Andy getting in my, getting in in my space. space. Yeah. So that, now, so right, that might is, be like somebody else's fences on your property. Okay. Line. That's an encroachment. Yep. Maybe their landscaping is over on your uh, property. Maybe their driveway has gone over your property. Fence. I always thought that's that's an, an easement. Fence, fence and sprinklers are probably the number one thing. I believe heads. that. Yeah. Sprinkler heads. But an easement, I always see when, when the, the city can come up to your yard and start digging holes and that's a utility and drainage easement. Okay. So under almost all the lots, you've got five feet along the sides of your lots and then 10 feet on the front and the back. Ah. And so that's an easement, but there's other easements, and uh, one that we hear a lot about is like a driveway easement. Yep. So if you're sharing, say, let's just say the driveway's on someone else's property right. and you're sharing that, you have an easement in which to use that. You don't own the land, but you have an easement in which to use that. Right, or if you're landlocked, you know, kind of the, the old flag-shaped lots where they have the long strip on one side – in the lot that's in the back for somebody who has a double deep lot, and then they sold off the back half, and they have an easement to go through that property to access you. theirs. And it's required to get that at, legally to get a uh, you know building entitlement. The city may have required that easement be granted to allow that. All right. See, I told you I knew. Yeah, you're, it was good. <laughs> <Boom>. <laughs> All right. I'll tell you what. Let's do this. So, yeah, so, like, so I can study all quick. I'm going to study a little bit more before the next question comes up. So uh, <laughs> should we take this break? Guys, hang on. We uh, are in the midst of our real estate show here around every Saturday in the 10 o'clock hour here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Don't go away. We will be right back. And welcome back to this portion of the real estate show here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Chris and Andy in the studio grilling their co-host uh, today. But, you know, let's, before before you ask any more questions, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Uh, you guys were talking about April being such a good time to, to list your house. Why? I didn't really ask you why. You know, uh, we, we pulled some stats on that for us because we've had people texting asking us that same question. And statistically, from the National Association of Realtors, it says here that in the month of April, you'll con- it contributes to 14 times more property views online You'll see 5% less competition in the marketplace this time of year, and you'll see your house statistically sell six days faster than the average wow. sale. So that's why April's Those high. are pretty amazing May, statistics. May's pretty good, too, really? but April, uh, March, April, May are peak three months of selling. All right. Yeah, I would say that. And, and I'll tell you what, I think we've gotten a lot better in the fall. Mm-hmm. Where it used to be earlier on in my career, it was kind of like a, it kind of shut down, yep. you know, a little before Thanksgiving, probably Halloween. I wonder if it just shut down. I wonder I if want... April is that good around the country as well as this, you know, what we, the upper Midwest. Mm-hmm. Who knows? It, yeah, it is. It's, um, but obviously with weather, I think like Arizona is like in June is the better sale month, mm-hmm. you know, so it gets a little later. And so, and then ours in, in July kind of actually goes down. I mean, that usually is where everyone's taking vacations and doing that kind sure. of stuff. And so it typically goes down at that time, then they, obviously over the winter. And they were talking the same uh, The same group talked about the cyclical sales is the opposite for some of the warmer climates where you have the uh, snowbirds, as we call them here, heading down to the Arizonas and the Floridas. When we're leaving here, when, when grandma and grandpa head down south, that's when those markets get hot, obviously. Oh, so, sure. Makes sense then, too. Yep. All right. Where do we go from here now? Well, what would what would you say the difference is between having covenants on a property and having an association mm. that governs your property? Yeah, Danny. <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> covenants. What would the covenants be? 
Well, the, the association I, the, the, to me is you're paying this fee to have your snow cleared up and all of that. That's part of the association, right? And there's more to it. There's uh, more to the association because there's there's typically rules and regulations as well. Oh, I'm sure there are. And those rules, you know, you can't keep a you know a work truck parked in the driveway. But that sounds like a covenant too. Like you can't paint your house purple. So that's, the association enforces the covenants. So that's where covenants and association ah, kind of come together. Connected, but, but covenants. Um, Typically, are happening, you know, when when the it's actually being built. You'll see a lot in some neighborhoods, and you'll start seeing it later on because if the covenants aren't enforced, um, and it happens a lot with uh, cedar shingles, and so you have you see this whole neighborhood that has all these cedar shingles. Yeah. And all of a sudden, there's a storm, and they got to get replaced, and they say, "Gosh, that's going to probably be twice as much. I'm going to just do a real good architectural shingle." Sure. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, those start popping up. And then that people don't enforce the covenants to make them do it the way it was was supposed that, to be. That sure gets to be a mess, doesn't it? Does it end? Does, does it end yeah. up going away those covenants then? Yeah, it's it's over time. No, no, no. It's, it's not, they're not supposed to. <laughs> but, they're recorded uh, usually at the county. And yeah. and the thing is, it's interesting is that I've seen that happen too, where new housing developments where the developer is, let's say the city requires that there's an association because of the entryway monument they don't want to maintain for the the development. Or let's say that there's, you know, some, uh, I don't know, garbage or something that they want to do. So the city will require that the developer form an association, which is, it's amazing to me how many people immediately will say, I don't want to live there if there's an association, because they just don't want those extra rules, you know, that extra layer overlay, if you will, of rules. I've started seeing verbiage now in these contracts that says that, hey, you can bind to this association. The developer will control the association for the first two years. At that point, the homeowners can take over and decide to disband, which is technically not true. I mean, they, they mm-hmm. I mean, unless yeah. they legally would form it and have everybody's approval and the city's, so that still stays in force. They just would let it go dormant, and so it's almost like a bunch of people agreeing to agree to let it go dormant, which is crazy to me. But anyway, yeah. it's <laughs> and that's I'll tell you what a lot of people are, buy into that because they want to be protected. And I mean, and sometimes you think, well, geez, I can't even paint my door red. I want a red door. Well, what they're trying to do is not have. Pink, purple, orange, yes. and green doors—you know—that make the that mm-hmm. hurt the value of the properties, and uh, and that's. Uh, I'll tell it's you, funny it's, though. It's for as many people complain do. though, too, Chris. There's as many people that also find a lot of comfort within the the parameters of an association. They like that they don't have to think about. I mean, think about this for a second. Let's say you know you have Chris living next door, and he pulls up with his crazy you know trailer, and he pulls it in his driveway, and it's an eyesore, and you can't now see the street, or you can't see the park across the yeah. street. He's blocking your view. And so, you know, you, you, instead of you going over there and having to be in the bad cop, you just call the association. The association comes over, reminds Chris that this is only for two days at a time and to keep it moving down the road. You're still the good neighbor, right? Right. And you're not in a, in a – and so it actually, I think, preserves relationships and helps – when the rules are there and you operate within the rules, I think you know how to behave and it, it just makes it easier as neighbors. Do you as real estate agents see that a lot in neighborhoods, nice neighborhoods, whatever kind of neighborhoods with an RV and shouldn't be? Uh, yeah. For long periods of time, and they, and they typically that doesn't happen for long periods of time. Ah. And the bigger the neighborhood, because they're hey, that's that's this is what it is. And, yeah. and a good association will mm-hmm. be, you know, will will jump on that right away, right? And just get it taken care of. Because then, like Andy said, then there's the longer it sits, and it's kind of like you know what that RV came because my my kids came up from um, Iowa and they just want to stay for a weekend. Well, that's just not – they're going to have to park it somewhere else. Well, or you think of this. So you, you're an actual – you use that um, device every weekend. So you, you pull up there on a Thursday night so you can pack it. You know, you pack it all day Friday, and then all of a sudden you take off Friday night. You go for the weekend. You come home on Sunday night late. 
it's too late to clean everything out, so you wait till Monday to clean it out. Well, you're like, well, gosh, I'm going to have it back here Thursday night anyway. So then people just start leaving start it. Start leaving it. And then that's that's that summer cycle that happens where people actually start, you know, getting upset and they're like, So for two days you guys actually want me to just haul this down the road and then haul it right back? And most people say, Yes, that's exactly what that's- we want you to do. <laughs> Okay. Right. Yeah. We have time for another question if you want to shoot me one. All right. Uh, do the do us does a seller have to state whether or not they got permits on the work they performed on the property? Yes. In a disclosure statement. Yeah. And they, in that and they dis- do. And a disclosure and, statement. And what if they don't get a permit for work that uh requires a permit? Well, if that uh, comes time for, to sell uh and you and there's an issue with with let's say with electric, mm-hmm. uh, you 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 have a problem. The, yeah. the seller has then a problem. Typically, yeah. I mean, it. but so what has to happen on the disclosure statement is that you do need to tell them, hey, that I did get permits or I didn't get permits. You have to tell them then, either way. Yeah, then what work you didn't get for permits. And I'll tell you what, Denny, how many how many listings do you think? How many, how many basements do you think are done without permits? Um, In the North Metro, I bet it's over 50%. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, without yeah. a permit. Yeah, exactly. Well, because so it, it's people this, people have that immediate you know, uh, it's us against them mentality. Yeah. I don't want to pay for the permit and my taxes are going to go up. And what they don't realize is the huge amount of liability they're putting on themselves and their family. I mean, when you don't disclose that stuff, I mean, and let's say the house burns down, I mean, there's a liability issue there. You know, Absolutely. sometimes insurance companies won't cover that. So you, you, what I always say is this, just read the rules and then you make the decision. If you want to make the decision to buck the system and not do, you know, the conforming, you know, let's follow the rules. That's fine, but just when you go to sell that house, make sure that you have good pictures documenting everything you did so that if anybody objects to what you've done, they can see right behind the oh. walls. Because a lot of times those cities when they uh, or the insurance, let's say they can't get an insurance binder because of it, and the insurance company might require the city to come out and inspect, for an example, just to get the clo- the permit closed. Yeah. And um, anyway, I've seen it happen. Yep. All right. Well, I tell you what, let's uh, take this break. We'll uh, be back with more on the other side after the break. Stay with us. Uh, around every Saturday in the 10 o'clock hour, this is the Real Estate Show here on News Talk 830 WCCO. And welcome back to this portion of the Real Estate Show here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Chris and Andy in the studio. Uh, and uh, again, we're, we're here every Saturday in the 10 o'clock hour. Hope you join us from time to time uh, when you can. We're in the month of April, and we're talking about, well, they're actually quizzing me. Yeah, yep. uh, do we have more questions? or did, oh, did I was I, waiting for you to ask what the prizes were. Yeah. We, we didn't. We maybe should have brought cupcakes or something. Yeah, maybe some parting gifts when we're done here. We got lots of questions. We could have questions throughout the rest of the year. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, I do listen, you know. I know you do. You're doing, you're doing really good. You know, on that permit, uh, we were talking about permits at the end and that if you have to get them or not, and uh, yeah. and then some people don't. Um, Andy, we've seen, you know, when that happens. I mean, people, the big thing is disclose that you don't have permits, you know, mm-hmm. because there's two things with that. Number one, typically then if you didn't get a permit, the county probably doesn't know about it. So yeah. there's, there's the thing called the valuation exclusion. So if they don't know the basement's finished, and if they would have, maybe the price would have been higher. Right. Maybe someone bought the house for higher, so their taxes might go up. So that's one part about uh, disclosing it. But, you know, what Andy was talking about is, like, the safety of it. And yeah. uh, But typically what happens is that if that happens, the inspectors just look really close. Sure. And some people say, hey, you know what? I want the city to come and look at that. Well, in most of, most of the cases I've, you know, been involved with where, you know, hey, my buddy's an electrician, my other buddy's an HVAC sure. contractor. So they're doing it. It's usually done right. At, yeah, at or even better than code because sometimes they're doing their buddy a favor and they're even doing beyond what would be required. 
Um, that's why I say document that. Because, again, even if, if you're doing beyond what's required, I mean, if nobody understands or appreciates what you're doing, how do they put a value on that? So you do want to make sure, again, to well document. And, and my, my biggest phrase, anybody that's ever done business with me, when in doubt, disclose it out. Always disclose because people are making a buying decision based on that disclosure statement. And I'm telling you, you could put on there five horrible things that have happened to that house as long as they have a remedy and a solution or there's a, you know, an amicable, you know, uh, negotiation point there, people can get through it. It's when you don't disclose it that you're just asking for trouble. I mean, people just are like the aha moment that I caught you and, you know, it, it's, uh, it gets uh, messy. I always say that, too. I think it's, it's one thing about getting your home sold. It's another thing about keeping the people away from you after the fact. Yep. Because once it's sold, you have no more leverage. You always have leverage up until the day it's sold. You don't mm-hmm. have to sell it to them. Right. You know, and you can refuse to sell it. But once it's sold, now they're in control, Yeah, you know, and then they can come back after you and stuff. And so well, and that disclosure statement mm-hmm. is what the courts and arbitration always go to. We we had uh, this was years ago, statute of limitations or whatever. I don't know. But uh, one of one of our clients years, years ago, got uh, they had an offer on a property. They'd been for sale for a while. We were the second group to come in and, and market the property. The property gets sold. And it was in the opinion of the spouse um, too low. Okay. They felt like they were giving the house away. So, uh, they had extensive gardening done on this home. And so there was like just an amazing amount of the plants that come back every year and flower. What are those annuals or perennials or perennials? Thank you. Um, and they were coming back and, uh, anyway, so the, the missus got upset, went out and removed a bunch of the bulbs and, and, and basically removed everything. Um, uh, to the point of where when the spring came and these people were looking at the pictures from the previous year, they looked at their garden and said, wait a minute, what's wrong here? And, you know, came back to where they had a professional gardener come out there, analyze that, you know, half, more than half of the bulbs were removed from this wow. area and thinned out. And we got in a situation where a gardener came out and the estimate was $12,000 to fix this. And and, wow. and they ended up settling on six thousand dollars it did and yes and this was this was all out of spite i'm pulling and the, the funny or that's not funny the sad thing about it was the other spouse did not know the other one was doing it so this was like a shock to oh. both of them it was it was a mess even worse yeah so i mean even doing something as simple as i'm just going to pull some of these bulbs out of the garden or thin out the hosta or do whatever without permission and disclosure you're exposing yourself to risk now, and, did and you they lost. absolutely have you guys ever seen? You probably you've seen everything in real estate, I'm sure. But as far as disclosure, somebody doing, let's just go back to an electrical job, and they didn't pull a permit. They did the job, and there was a short a year or two later, uh, and there was a fire. Hmm. I'm exa- I'm just building right. this up. Right. Have you ever seen something like that? That there was some kind of a a tragedy thank, like that? Thank God, I've never been involved in it, but there was a. Um, up in St. Cloud that happened and they talked about a furnace and that it was doing carbon monoxide. It, it, oh, it killed someone, yo. you know, and uh, they found out that it wasn't disclosed and uh, the, ch- the child died. And I can't remember what all happened on that deal, but I thought they were prosecuted. Mm-hmm. I mean, because there's yeah, definitely yeah. liability. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. We've had windows pop out of our garage with a garage furnace that was not supposed to be there. It was an interior furnace. And they put it outside where it's sucking air in from the garage, and there's combustible air that was there because of other items in the garage. And oh. so the, the idea there is that I'm not going to throw this old furnace away. A lot of times people will say, I'll just throw it out in the garage. Well, the problem with that is, is that the air that's in your garage can blow up if it, if you know, let's say it's fumes or has whatever, sure. right? 
And we actually had that happen where these two, the one seller said, oh, yeah, it's an old furnace. It runs great. I've used it for years. Well, the new buyer came in and had a new purpose for that garage where there was some combustible stuff being varnished, and they had a whoop, and all the windows went out of the garage. Yeah. What a scary. Lucky lucky it didn't blow up. But that's, you know, when we're talking about disclosure statements, it's it's so much better to over-disclose and disclose everything. And then people say, oh, no, that'll hurt the sale of my house. Well, I'll tell you what. It's it's going to keep you out of trouble later. It's probably oh, going to yes. co- cost you a lot more later. And people justify, people justify that. I mean, a foundation that's kind of cracked or going down in an area, they'll just say, you know, it's an older one, and they'll say, you know, gosh, I mean, that was fifty years ago. It's not moving anywhere. Right. You know, they start justifying it, but if all of a sudden if they find it like on the inspection, the whole house is falling down. Right. So if you let them know up ahead uh, ahead of time, you know, it it usually it, it calms that down well, and. So, Chris, what's your opinion on this? When when you have, uh, let's say it's an older seller, and they just honestly, honestly forgot until all of a sudden something happens, and they go, oh, my gosh, that's right. I forgot that back in 68 I had this happen to the house. I just forgot. That can happen. Hon- honest, that it, happens. it has yeah. happened. So yeah. what, what do you think about that? I mean, what about if they forgot? I mean, they're going to have to prove that they, they knew it and they willfully did it, I mean, and, right. and try to not disclose it to well, them. Well, wouldn't you say so It's pretty hard to remember for 60 years. Uh, no, I get it. And so, and so now all of a sudden you look back um, and, you, and you as a buyer's agent helping that person buy that house, how do you approach that? So, I mean, you know, now you, obviously it was an honest mistake and it was an oversight on their part. Um, and, and, well, and to be honest with you, if it hasn't had it a problem too. for 60, since 68 yeah. or whatever it was, it obviously is a new reoccurring problem or the right. new item that they put in then has now failed again. But it's, it's you know what I'm saying? It's like there's yeah. that there's that issue, that challenge that we have I think you educate your buyers and let them know that you're not buying a brand new house. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's this a 50 year old house. I mean, things happen to it, and I think that's the other thing that people don't, you know, when they're filling out disclosures, mm-hmm. houses. I mean, they age and things yeah. happen to them. And if all of a sudden, if you have a completely clean disclosure statement and it's 22 years old, everyone's going to be looking at it like there's no way, yeah. there's something wrong. <laughs> well, and think about this, Danny, too. If you were buying a house and you're the original owner and you've owned it for how many years? Versus this house has been bought and sold thirty times. Yeah, that well, I didn't. I had no idea. Somebody else must have had that problem before us. So oh. it kind of passes the buck. You know <laughs> That's what I mean? Right. Kick the can down the road. Yeah. Right? All right, hang on, guys. We have to take a break. We have a more show to come. This is the real estate show on this Saturday morning. We're around every Saturday in the ten o'clock hour here on News Talk eight three zero WCC. We will be right back. And welcome back to the real estate show here on News Talk eight three zero WCC. Around every Saturday here in the. Uh, 10 o'clock hour. Thanks for joining us. Chris and Andy in studio. All right. Mm-hmm. Where do we go from here? We were quizzing. We were. It was yeah. a Q&A a day today. Uh-huh. What are we going to do? We've got to get back to that now, quiz. Yeah, oh, we're going right. back to the rap. Now we're going back to rapid fire. Oh, okay. Oh yep. Rapid fire. Is everybody ready? A lightning round. Yeah. I'm ready. Do you, do you have to test for radon from a seller? No. No. Very good. Way to go. Very good. What if you do test for radon as a seller what do you have to do disclose it disclose it very wow. good what if uh someone died of a suicide in the home do you have to disclose that uh, i no, no 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 I, I, I was i have I, a nervous I twitch saying, yeah I, I think i remember one of the shows that you guys did that you said that which surprised me that you don't have to i always thought you would have Mm-hmm. You're you don't, right. You do not have to. No. I think he just passed Minnesota Station of Realtors, uh, <laughs> whatever you bar said. exam or whatever it is. Or... <laughs> how about how about paranormal paranormal activity, as in ghosts? Do no. You have to disclose that. No, you don't have to disclose that. No. How about a how about a murder? Ooh. 
I, well, I would think the same thing. You don't have to. You do. You do have to disclose you a do. murder. If you it's do. a crime, oh. you have to describe. Yeah, you have so, to let them know. Okay. What if What if somebody dies, Chris, of nat or Denny? Excuse me, you yeah. know the answer of natural causes. No, I wouldn't think so. Correct. What if someone had the HIV um, disease? Or uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's that, that, that's personal medical. Medical. Uh, you don't have to. Disclose you don't that. have to. No, no you don't have to disclose that either. What about if you buried someone on the property? <laughs> Boy. And that's not a request. That's a. You guys heard about that? Yeah. <laughs> no. Who I mean, told you that, what? No. Yeah. Has that happened? <laughs> I suppose it has. People. People. Uh, hey, I mean, the old years. People, yeah. Yeah. What no, are you going to do? There's some that give yeah. easements to go to the grave. I, I, no I kidding. Have, I listed a. Pro- yes. And I've done this up in, in northern Minnesota here, just on the edge of the Twin Cities, where we were walking down by the river, and this is where mom and dad are. And uh, I thought he was kidding me. And and nope, that's exactly where they're. This but, was way back. But do you have to disclose it? Oh yeah. Okay. A lot of mm-hmm. times, actually, that in that situation, the county required us to uh, move them. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 quite interesting. How about uh, animal or pest infestation? That Ooh, one's an fun. easy one. Uh, like rodents. Yep. I would think mice. You, I would. Mice. I would think you would have to. Yeah. Yes, you do. You do have to All do right. that. How about like um, on on your property if there's a diseased tree that you know of? Well, I suppose you know, given the, the what's happened in the years past, you know the uh, uh, the borers, like yeah, yep. yeah, you'd have to. Yep, yep. you got to disclose that as well. Right. How'd I do so far? You're, you're doing, getting you're doing cases. really good, yeah. really good. About eighty percent. Yep, you could be a broker. <laughs> That's next. You know, there's a lot of <laughs> look I, out. I, I think if Rooney I'm, can do it. Anybody can do it, right? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> No, no I, Are you sure? You meant Rooney or Rasky? I'm not a broker. Yeah, that's true. Intentionally. That's true. That's true. Um, no, you got another no, one? No, no, he screwed me up. Now. Sorry, brother. I don't know what I was going to say now. Um, now you got to talk. Well, I'd like to talk about all my listings and the. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, I think that, you know, when it comes down to disclosures, I think the big thing is, again, we revisit this because I think this is the common, um, most brought up uh, issue with, with real estate agents that list properties where it comes back to haunt them. And so we, this is something that is his, you know, with, with our clients is we guide them as best we can and, and things happen. And this is what I would say to you. When, when you take a reasonable approach to anything and you, and you're fair and you say, yes, I forgot that I'm willing to pay for it or whatever. Most buyers want to live in that house and love it. And they just want, they just want to feel like they got bamboozled. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. If you're willing to pay for or help out with, or, Maybe it's an insurance claim and you're willing to pay the deductible or whatever it is, you know, so that they can uh, come to a resolution they're satisfied with. I think that's the key thing. It's when you ignore it and let it fester that things get blown out of proportion and, and people get angry. You know, I want to ask you, going back a little bit about real estate agents, you guys are pros. You've been in the business a long time, both of you. Uh, what about the newcomers? What is, have, have the rules changed as far as testing? Is that still about the same? And do you guys have to go back and get tested? Mm. We have we have uh, certain education requirements every year. Every year, do, okay. Yeah, that we have to uh, keep up fifteen hours. Um, but to be a new agent, you have to do ninety hours of class time, take a state and federal test, and then get thirty more hours in that first year. Then every year after that, it's fifteen hours. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, and they word those questions on those tests backwards so that it confuses you. No kidding. Oh, I tell you, I, I sat there and I went through for a new agent that was, you know, we were reviewing some of that. It was helping him study for the test. And I was like, 
I don't know if I can. I know the answer to this, but I the way the question was asked, it was tricky. It was like you know, a lot of people, a lot yeah. of people miss one or the other. Yeah, um, and they have to retake it again. So yeah, you know, I don't know. Maybe the test we I passed it pretty pretty fast. How long do you have to wait before you <laughs> yeah. take it again? Is there a I think thirty days? They got time to be able to go in and stuff like that. No, you could do it the next week. Oh, okay. If you yeah. can get in. As long as you meet the requirements, yeah. So, Denny, the disclosure yeah. statement uh, is a is a big page. Asks all these questions and puts them on there. But what if you felt there was something that wasn't on that page that you thought maybe uh, a material defect that you thought that wasn't covered on there? Do you have to disclose that? It didn't ask you for it, but do you have Somebody, to. Do so that? you're the seller. You're the seller. You are, and you and, and you know something that just it's just don't like, and it might be um, the neighbor across the street lets off fireworks every night. That could be. That well, could what be did something. you say a couple of times during the show? Just put more rather than less yeah, on the disclosure statement. Yeah. It, I mean, it depends what a material defect is to you. Right. But, well, let me ask you a question, though. What but if you're a, moving, well, yeah. here's the thing. Yeah. If if Denny is moving because mm-hmm. of that neighbor across the street mm-hmm. shooting fireworks at his house and they get kind of through into the screen sometimes and it was, he's replaced them we 50 times. We were aiming times. above the house. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Target>. <laughs> was that your van? <laughs> Down by the river. But anyways, um, get, I mean, it just, it's kind of one of those things that, I mean, they're obviously going to find that out later on. Yeah. And if you held that from them, it's probably going to cost you more later on. I agree. What would that? What would that then buyer who a year or so down the road after the fireworks happened, what, what can that person do to, to, would they go back to, his or her real estate agent or the uh, mm-hmm. seller's real estate agent? What, typically, what typically the, the client who's ever complaining goes to their agent, and that agent comes to the other agent. Okay. And then that's how it starts. And there's, right. and there's two ways in which to solve a problem. Obviously, there's court, and then there's a thing called arbitration that we agreed to whether or not um, we do it at the beginning. So when we sign a purchase agreement, on that purchase agreement, we state, hey, if there is a problem, how are we going to solve it? Right. And if everyone agrees to arbitration, that's the route we go. Well, I, I'm going to disclose that we're out of time. Okay. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's uh, join. We've got more things to say. <laughs> successful. Well, let's, I let's think we're do, successful. Let's do it again uh, next week. How do we get in touch with each of you now? You go to chrisrooney.com for me. Uh, Prasky.com or send me an email at andy at Prasky.com and ask for the nosy neighbor report that we oh, get free. Yeah, that's that, great. Every time we mention that, we get about five people that will sign up for it, and that's where we send you the report, show you what things are selling for in your neighborhood for free. Nobody bugs it's you. It's good information. It's great information. Yeah, no hassle. All right, right, thank you, guys. We'll see you one week from today. Very good. Thanks, Thanks so much, Chris and Andy. We'll be back next Saturday morning in the 10 o'clock hour for more real estate talk here on News Talk 830 WCCO. And the guy just gave me a brand new uh, way to contact them. Guys, is this right? AndyandRooney.com, A-N-D-Y, all one word, AndyandRooney.com. It goes to the website for the show, for podcasts, guest info, open houses, things like that. AndyandRooney.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.